All right, 6.15, uh, we're ready to start the meeting. Commissioner Kuzmiak. Sounds good. Nick Kuzmiak, Chair, Multimodal Transportation Commission. I'd like to welcome you all to the resumed meeting of the, I guess, the April, our April session. Um, for those of you who may have forgotten or weren't there, we had our study session on April 4th and elected to continue this meeting, the regular portion of the meeting, today, April 18th. So this is still the same meeting essentially, but since we usually move from the study session to the regular meeting with a bit of a shift anyway, kind of made sense to split them up. So we're gonna start with uh, agenda item B, approve the minutes. So wait, do we need roll first? Yes, I, um, I'll start by, I got a, an intro here. We're, we're still doing an intro, it is shorter for a Zoom meeting, but I'd uh, welcome everyone to tonight's meeting. I have a few housekeeping items for this hybrid meeting. The meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel, cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you're not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to staff. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please turn your video off. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. You will still be able to hear the meeting. When you are participating, please turn your video on. If you have any trouble, you can send us a chat. Uh, the city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. And uh, now I'll have um, Christina do the roll call. Okay. Mick Kuzmiak? Here. Althea Schnacki? Here. Douglas Redding? Damon Baltuska? Here. Aaron Payton? Here. Pat Collette? And Charlie is joining. Here. Charlie Bryan. Here. Okay. Perfect timing. Okay. All right. Um, that's the roll call. We'll go ahead and turn over the meeting back to you, Chair Kuzmiak. Sounds good. Nick Kuzmiak, MMTC Chair. Our first item of, I guess the first uh, official item of business is agenda item B, approve the minutes of the January 3rd, 2022 meeting. I guess I should probably clarify, is that the last official meeting we had was, I guess, February was the retreat and we didn't have a February regular meeting. March, we did not have quorum to have any votes. So it is January that was the most recent. Is that correct, Dave? Correct. Okay. Does anybody have any questions or comments regarding the January minutes? Okay, if not, I'll entertain a motion to approve. This is Commissioner Bryan. Move we approve the January minutes. Nick Kuzmiak, MMTC Chair, I may as well second that. So, uh, Christina, can you please call roll for approval of the January minutes? Yes. It's me. Okay, Nick Kuzmiak? Yes. Althea Schnacki? Yes. Damon Baltuska? Yes. Aaron Payton? Yes. Pat Collette? Yes. Charlie Bryant? 
Yes. And Douglas Redding is absent. That motion carries six to zero. All right, thank you, Christina. We're going to move now into agenda item C, public comment. So this is general public comment. Um, I don't I don't honestly remember having just a general public comment that may have just been away for too long. Dave, would you prefer me to read this blurb or do we assume that members of the public speaking have already read and understood it? Yeah, you don't necessarily need to read it, um, but this is the time for any general public comment. We didn't have anyone sign up in advance and there was no one here uh, in the commission room, but there's a couple members of the public online. So if they're interested in public comment, please raise your hand. Okay. Is there anybody on the call who would like to make a general public comment? Michael Oman, you have three minutes. Hi, good evening. This is Michael Allman. Could I please share my screen? Okay, thank you. I hope that's visible to everybody. Is, is that? Yes, we can see it. Yes, okay. Um, thank you. Uh, I noticed that former MMTC Commissioner Steve Evans sent you a message about the failure of this new raised crossing at 29th and Haskell Lane pictured here prior to its building. And I'd like to address that. I'm not interested here in rehashing how that design got botched, nor how $20,000 were wasted in building an ineffective speed bump that allows cars to cross it at 10 miles an hour above the posted 25 mile an hour speed limit. I'm also not interested in hearing staff try to justify why they did what they did. It is what it is but no safer for Lawrence Loop users than before. So let's move on. For now, that background information is immaterial. What's important now is how to correct an unsafe crossing. Mr. Evans suggested a reconsideration of previously proposed options. And those options include a 2016 Traffic Safety Commission proposal to close Haskell Lane completely at the north end a 2020 staff proposal to close only the southbound lane of Haskell Lane uh, at its north end. Also a 2020 staff proposal is an option to restrict southbound turns using lane delineators. And then a fourth 2020 proposal by the commissioners, Steve Evans and Carol Bowen to use bollards to completely close Haskell Lane at the north end. These options were generally held in abeyance because a developer claimed in 2018 to have plans to remove Haskell Lane entirely for a development, which was also discussed again in 2020 by him. It's now 2022 and those plans seem to be going nowhere. Even if they ever do materialize, loop users need a safe crossing now short of reconstructing that raised crossing that is not working to achieve a 15 mile an hour speed for cars, I suggest the easiest and most effective and quickest solution would be bollards closing off Haskell Lane like Commissioner Evans and Bowen originally proposed. So if you would 
please initiate corrective action to either reconstruct the raised crossing or use one of the previously considered options to restrict turning cars. I appreciate your attention. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. <clears throat> Excuse me. Are there any other members of the public present who would wish to comment who have not signed up in advance? Let's see, I don't see any hand raised, so I'm going to assume that's a no. Okay. Um, in that case, let's move on to item D, the regular agenda. Consider recommending approval of the 2023-24 Transportation Alternatives Project application. Um, Dave, would you like to present this then? I'll, I'll take it away, Commissioner Kuzmiak. Uh, good evening, everybody. Jake Baldwin, Engineering Program Manager. Uh, so back in uh, March, staff gave an update on our TA application submittal. So we submitted a concept form for a safe routes to school um, sidewalk gap project on Osdale um, that uh, those maps are included in the agenda item. So uh, subsequently, KDOT did award a full project application um, for that project. So what we're seeking tonight is uh, approval to submit that uh, project application. Um, if we do get approval here tonight from MMTC, then um, we would uh, then uh, proceed with uh, a resolution of support from the city commission uh, at the beginning of May. Um, with that, I'd be happy to take uh, any questions you might have about the, the projects. Who's me? I'm the TC chair. I'd like to open the floor first for members of the commission to have any questions or comments to Jake to start out here. This is Commissioner Collette. Um, I just had a question. I looked at uh, the stretch on uh, Google Earth and I just wanted to clarify, is this primarily um, for the other side? It looked like there's sidewalks on one side of the street. So is this a project that would be the other side of the street um, with the exception of that there are some segments that have no sidewalks at all? Is that is that is that the understanding? Jake Baldwin, engineering program manager. I think that's a fair generalization that um, along this corridor, there's sidewalk on one side of the street, but not the other. It does alternate. So um, this being a, a collector road, that it would fulfill the the need for sidewalk on both sides of the street for a safe house. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions from the commission? Okay, if not, I had a quick question. So, um, Jake, this is hopefully relatively simple and I'm just not quite understanding it, but how will this affect the non-motorized project prioritization plan? Um, is this gonna be maybe deprioritizing projects if the grant is awarded um, due to the, the requirement for a city match or is this already at the top? I guess we haven't recently gotten a new prioritization, so it's kind of hard to say, but how did it rank previously if it was already on there? Sure, Jake Baldwin, engineering program manager. If I'm, I can share my screen and kind of show you where these these projects lie on our our list. Um, as you mentioned, Commissioner, um, we are in the middle of revising the project, so what we're looking at is the previous scoring. I have the the our pedestrian project. I'm sorry, you're probably not seeing that, are you? I see it. It's sharing, okay. Jake. You might zoom in. Thank you. Um, so I'll, I'll zoom in here in a, a second, but I do have this filter just to show the safe routes to school projects. And I have highlighted where these three Osdale projects 
are at in the scoring. So you can see, you know, out of many projects, they're in the top tier. Sorry, I'll zoom back in. And I did highlight in yellow this, this West 25th Street project. It's another safe routes that actually connects to Osdale Road. So I'm gonna, it, it's my intent to, to write this into our full project application so we can take advantage of the efficiencies we'd see there and, and you know, trying to get as much done with this project as possible. Thanks for the explanation. That's kind of where I figured. I assume that these, these were going to be relatively near the top um, based on whatever ranked system we had previously. I wonder, just out of curiosity, if you could refresh my memory on how, um, I guess, how you choose which projects to apply for for these grants. Do you have to, for example, does it help to get kind of an economy of scale where if you have three Osdale projects, is it ideal to kind of package them as one and that would be more attractive to KDOT than say, just a single project on West 18th Street and Cell 34 there? Sure, uh, Jake Baldwin, engineering program manager. That, that's definitely a consideration we make, Commissioner or Chair Guzmiak. Um, we got our heads together with MPO, um, you know, when we thought about projects to submit for our concept form, and you know, we went straight to the safe routes and looked at our list. Um, if I if I scroll back up, we kind of keep notes. We start with our highest project priorities. Um, we look at considerations. You know, hey, where do we have right away challenges? You know, maybe it's already been selected, so we, we kind of able or to eliminate some of the projects that don't make sense, and then we look for projects like like Osdale, where we've got multiple ones we could string together into a good project. It gives us the option of segmenting the application, meaning that uh, KDOT may award just part of it, so it gives kind of flexibility with the application. In addition, this. Um, project here from 19th to 22nd we've already got plans on the shelf. I believe we designed this maybe three years ago. We just didn't have the budget to construct it. So it's just another a kind of benefit for us to say in that application that we've got part of this ready to go. Okay, that all makes sense. Um, one more thing I was hoping to have you help um, kind of refresh my memory on, and I may just be mixing up names of programs and project funds and all that. Um, I feel like in the past there's been multiple transportation alternative grants, maybe three at a time. And they're usually three very different kinds of projects, if I remember correctly. I feel like there was maybe one year where there was a loop section, a safe rest to school, and a shared use path, and they were all slightly different. Um, it was all pretty ambitious, but since you know you guys have had a pretty good success rate, then it made sense to be ambitious with the grant applications. So are these kind of the three for this year, or were there considerations of other maybe non-NMPPP uh, related stuff? Jake Baldwin, engineering program manager. Yes, in the past with these TA applications, we have uh, typically submitted multiple applications. Um, I, I think the, our iteration really had been that Sixth Street Shared Use Path, a loop project, and a Safe Routes to School project. Um, the Sixth Street Shared Use Path it is in our, our policy. We're actually designing it right now. Um, so it's um, it, and that's one that's tough. We've, we've applied multiple times for a TA grant and with an AIC grant and we're, we're, haven't been awarded that. Um, so it's it's kind of time to move on to that one and, and just get it going. Um, the loop projects, um, you know, we've, we've got a lot of those missing um, links underway, either design or construction or completed. There's only a few left. Um, and, and really we need to do some more planning and, and design work before we move forward on one of those to really know what our, our estimate of, of funding need is. Um, I think that the downtown project is kind of its own 
uh, you know, monster at this point. Monster is a, a bad choice of words there, but um, it, it's its own problem. I think it's being handled in a separate way through a, a CIP request, a citizen request, I believe, and, and Dave may be able to expand more on that one. But um, really, our loop projects are starting to get um, fewer. So um, I, I don't know if I went on too much in answering your question there. That makes sense. Um, I guess what I was getting at with that being as clear as I should have been, um, I don't know if you run the, geez, was it the January call or it was maybe February where Michael Lawman had noted that there were a couple of, um, no, geez, it was just the study session a few weeks ago. Sorry. There was a whole bunch of citizen request projects for the NMPPP. And, and we kind of noted that um, they wouldn't necessarily have been precluded from inclusion in that plan just because they don't really fall under any neat category to begin with, but they might make more sense for the general CIP for the city. Some of those were something like get a new street sweeper to make sure bike lanes are clear, do green pavement markings. Um, I, I forget what the other ones were off the top of, top of my head, but since those wouldn't neatly fit into the NMPPP, would projects like that still be eligible, you know, projects that are only on the city's CIP, would those be eligible for transportation alternative grants as well? I guess I'd have, I'm sorry, Jake Paul, an engineering program manager. I'd probably have to know more about those specific requests to know if they would be uh, good candidates for like a, a transportation alternative grant. I mean, they do have different categories such as, you know, I think they've got environmental and historic. So it's, it's not just limited to, you know, sidewalk gaps. Um, yeah, that, that actually might be helpful for me and maybe for others. If you could kind of explain a little more about what categories are available for transportation alternatives. So we can maybe be a little bit better informed when you break bring this around next time as to kind of what could be on the docket. Certainly, I'm, I'm Jake Baldwin, engineering program manager. I don't have that information prepared tonight to, to go into detail. I think the level you're wanting, but I'd happy to be do that in the future. That's fine, I understand that. Um, if it would be possible to maybe send us out a link later, it'd be at least helpful for me to kind of see what could happen. So thanks for, thanks for answering all those clarification questions. I do appreciate it. Um, since we've gone over a little bit more in depth of, I guess, the grant process and the projects proposed, are there any further questions based on the kind of new and or rehashed information? Okay, well, sounds good. Uh, let me make sure that we don't have a action requested. We have to recommend approval. Okay, I will take a action. Um, oh, sorry. Excuse me. Uh, you might oh, see yeah. if there's any public comment first. I'm out of practice. Um, all right, is there any member of the public who has signed up to comment? I guess we should check first. This is Dave Cronin. No, there, no one has signed up. Okay. Nick Kuzmiak, MMTC Chair. In that case, is there any member of the public on the call who would wish to make a comment on this agenda item? Okay. Seeing nobody, I would ask for a motion. Um, I guess to approve or reject or, or modify or whatever this agenda agenda item. This is Commissioner Bryan. <clears throat> I move that we recommend approval of the 2023-2024 Transportation Alternatives Project application. This is Commissioner Collette, I second. Okay. Christina, can you please do, or I guess, sorry, I should ask, is there any discussion or or objections based on that, or shall we move to a vote? All right, Christina, can you please proceed with the roll call? Yes, Nick Kuzmiak. Yes. Althea Schnacki. Yes. 
Douglas Redding is absent. Damon Baltuska? Yes. Aaron Payton? Yes. Pat Collette? Yes. And Charlie Bryan? Yes. Motion carries six to zero. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. MMTC Chair. Uh, thanks again, Jake, for all the info on that. And um, certainly, fingers crossed that KDOT's um, has views them favorably. So, moving on to agenda item number two discuss the draft of the 2022 MMTC work plan following the retreat that we had back in February. Yes, this is Dave Cronin, City Engineer. So, uh, following our retreat in February, um, we uh, drafted uh, the work plan and if I can here, I might just share share my screen. <clears throat> so at the retreat, we talked um, about uh, the objectives and tasks. Um, and then uh, following the retreat, uh, staff looked at some of the items that uh, we see coming forward here this year. Um, and started plugging in some items um, and study session topics to these different objectives um, and kind of where they where they fit here in the work plan that we drafted. So um, we did kind of color coordinate them. So the green are the study session items, the red are the regular agenda items. Um, so those are uh, a few uh, items that uh, will um, move forward some of the objectives that were were outlined and there may be others that come up uh, during the year but we did uh, start plugging in a few um, with uh, the discussion we had in February so um, I would I guess entertain any other thoughts for other uh, objectives to add to the work plan or any um, you know anything around the draft that we've uh, put together here for your consideration. And uh, I would say that um, with any comments that we get tonight, we'll bring back the final work plan for approval at the May meeting. Kuzmiak, MMTC Chair, sounds good. Um, so here's how I'm gonna kind of run this because it's, it's sort of a, there's a lot of content on this table and I don't think we necessarily have the time nor the the energy to go through this as deeply as we did at the retreat. But I, I believe a potential path forward would be to first solicit any kind of general comments, either from the commission or staff from the public. And then from there, I'd like to run through those green and red items. Um, and I don't know, Dave, if it's possible to continue to share your screen or not, but I think that may help us kind of, I don't know, unless, it, unless everybody already has it pulled up on their monitor at home, but I'm personally working off of a single monitor and I'm not used to it. So um, anyway, so let's start with the general stuff. Does anybody have any kind of thoughts, um, especially if you maybe weren't there for the retreat on what you think the work plan should have in general? This is Ms. Commissioner Collette. Um, I have a um, comment. I had sent um, a suggestion for an additional goal uh, for the work plan. I don't know if that's where you want to put this or or as we get yeah. into the more detail, but it was a, uh, to include a goal to establish written policy and procedures for green pavement and signalized and unsignalized intersection crossings 
for bike ped um because we've you know we've talked about that and you know there's the consultant is is working on uh some of that and i'd like to be able to document that we that we make progress on that and that i didn't see it added you know maybe i missed it but uh um you know i'd like to make sure that we have that have that included in our goals for this year thank you Mac, mmtc chair dave i see that you scroll down to the part on bicycle safety and bike education i i think that crossing policy is maybe more of a generalized theme because if I remember correctly, this, the consultant scope was not just on signalized crossing, but it was, I think, multiple kinds of crossing, perhaps, to try to figure out a policy based on precedent from peer cities. I don't know if I had that right. Could you maybe uh, fill in my knowledge gap, please? Yeah, um, so we're looking at um, crossing policy for uncontrolled crossings and uh, controlled crossings. Um, and so, um, I, I think that that would help get at uh, guidance for pavement markings where we and, and, and colored pavement markings where we would apply those different criteria. Um, and um, and then um, have a reference on controlled crossing. So it, it signalized intersections and stop controlled different uh, treatments to use at those intersections. So it's kind of the, the crossing policy it's, it's a wide scope um, we may not have you know when we're looking at signalized intersections there may be best practices of uh, design elements to review but maybe um, you know there, there will still need to be some engineering judgment obviously in those so um, I, you know, I think that our intent is to get at some of those with that crossing policy. But if if we need to more specifically outline that on here, I'm certainly uh, willing to do that. And we can kind of put that here in the uh, task section. I guess my question to you, sorry, Nick Kuzmiak, MMTC chair. Dave, do you see this as a possibility for both a study session where we discuss kind of generalities of crossing policy and maybe have an update by the consultant? And maybe also an agenda item at some point once they have more work done um, to bring it to us for approval or check or something. Yeah, I I think we would bring it as a as a study session item first for for feedback. Um, so maybe I should have colored that green and red. Um, but we we are um, I you know, while we're discussing well while we've brought this up, I would say we are looking at a. Um, working with a different consultant than Alta um, on this and getting a scope and fee from them. Alta indicated that they no longer had the capacity to do this work and the engineer that had presented the green pavement um, review had left the firm. So um, we are slightly delayed in getting going on that. But um, but anyway, I just want, wanted to note that. So I think that we could once we get under contract for that work, bring back uh, a draft um, mid to late summer uh, as a study session, um, see what's in there and then um, see if there's any other things that we want to look at. Uh, but it, we will be pretty much in line with the feedback that we got in the draft that we uh, put together back in January. 
Um, Pat, does that answer your question for the most part? Uh, yes, this is Commissioner Collette. Yes, I, I think it is as long as, you know, we understand, you know, kind of the scope of what we're talking about with crossing policy. I, I hadn't seen that in there. And, you know, just, just making sure since we've been talking about controlled and uncontrolled intersections that we, you know, that that, you know, provides that entire scope. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yep, sounds good. Any other general comments about the 2022 work plan? Okay. If not, uh, Dave, if you wouldn't mind, uh, once you're done, um, just going back up <clears throat> the top. This, this is Commissioner Bryan. I, I am wondering if, I think at the end of our <clears throat> discussion about this, I, I just, this is during the retreat. I just kind of shared my lament that it feels like we're coming up a little short around the bicycle safety work. And so I guess I'm looking for something besides a crossing policy that we would think about this year. Um, I don't know, this one, I think this is going to be progress, but I'm still feeling like, is there anything else we can do? I know we've had that discussion about the uh, use of Idaho stop and that's maybe not, you know, something that we're going to see happen, but um, I don't know. Just this one still feels to me like we're not stretching ourselves very much. And I, like using like, there. Do, do you think that that would maybe merit its own study session discussion just so we could dig in a little bit deeper? Well, I don't know where to go because I feel like there's a lot of study session topics around bicycling that we would really benefit from. Hmm. So maybe that is a good place to start, but I'm looking for more action. Like, you know, there's the city has gone through the process of getting the bike friendly community designation several times. And I, my brain wants to keep going back to that and look for like, what are some key things that we should be focusing on to get to the next level? Um, I don't know. So maybe the study session, like figuring out what else we can do around study sessions to really get a stronger um, focus on this. And I think in particular, because it's been a few years now in the Bicycle Advisory Committee, um, used to have a lot more public, but uh, like I felt like they were more publicly visible than we are, that it just feels like in hindsight, I feel some loss, I guess, around not having that, that committee that focused on that issue. And I wonder like, how focused are we really? Or are we just sitting back and just kind of reacting to, you know, well, the MPO has got a plan here and a plan there. So I'm looking for something that's a little bit more um, action oriented, I guess. Nick Kuzmiak, MMTC chair. So as you're explaining the things that may be lacking, I can't help but kind of agree with you on a lot of these uh, segments and try to strategies, strategize how we can maybe come up with something. I'm wondering if a study session around, did you say the um, 
there was a previous session on bicycle safety training. Could you mention again what that was? Well, the bicycle friendly community um, pro uh, program, you know, it's something that covers a lot of things. And so maybe that would be a good study session as a way to get us started. But yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't want it to just end up being, oh, let's get a report on on how we, you know, fared against their standards. Like what about that program are we trying to see um, a change in? So I want it to be kind of tied to a really much more fruitful discussion that we have and maybe the you know, public that wants to participate in that discussion um, through public comment. Like, where are we trying to change something? Because we, you know, we're, we've been bronze, I guess, now for mm -hmm. over a decade and maybe two decades. So is that, we're happy with that? Or are we trying to say, no, we're, we're better than that? And I guess I'm not seeing an action plan and, you know, Maybe it's just one thing we can all just agree on, like, wow, we can do better at this. And let's let's focus on that, figure out how to make progress on it. This is Commissioner Klett. I totally agree with you, Charlie. I think you might remember in the bike ped task force that that was one of the goals that came out of that was to be <laughs> to be at level gold, which you know was very ambitious, but but we haven't you know, we haven't gotten a bronze, you know, up to, to silver. So looking at those criteria and picking from those things that could actually get accomplished and reflected in our in our application to um, to the league uh, to move us forward. You know, I, I mean, I know we're, I mean, they look at bike lanes and, you know, shared use paths and all of that, but they're, you know, and we're adding those, but somehow we're not getting to that next level, you know. And I know that they give every time a, an application is submitted, they give feedback. So I think it would be helpful to really study that feedback and look at the list of criteria and see where we could we could really make make some difference. Excuse me, I'm MMTC chair. So where I was kind of going to go with that is that instead of just maybe looking at the report, which it says, Charlie, you were saying may not be enough to really dig deep into what's going on. Um, would it be helpful to maybe bring in some external groups such as Livo Lawrence or Sustainability Action Network or Friends of Lawrence Area Trails or some other group that specializes in bikes and almost have a your turn style session, but based around the most recent, um, I guess, bronze or silver medal award. Would that be too much for a study session? Could we maybe make it a kind of a longer one that could set policy for you know many months or years in the future? Commissioner Clad, you know, I think that's a good idea, and it might take longer than a regular study session, but I think you know that could get us started, and and you know perhaps either you know, consider a longer one. I like the idea of the your your turn um, focusing on that and you know see where that where that leads us to see if you know we need a another study session to really set the action plan for that. Well maybe it's this is Commissioner Bryan. Maybe we have 
I mean, I don't know if we have enough space for two study sessions, but maybe there's a way to do both. You know, one's more staff driven, giving us an understanding of the history and current efforts to move us or, you know, what is the, what are the barriers really to moving us up to silver is what I'd like to know. And then have one that's more of a community driven uh, study session where we ask folks, you know, that are engaged in this topic to really give us, take, take their time, you know, to educate us on what they see as the next steps to move us to silver. But maybe that's the clarity. Is it, what is it going to take for us to get to silver? Is it even worth us trying to get to silver? And if it isn't, then why are we even continuing with this program? Like what's, I'm looking for something that feels like we're not just treading water. And I think we're making progress in bigger projects like there's dedicated funding. Um, I think the schools are still doing bike education. Those are certainly good things to keep us where we're at, but I don't, I don't know where we're going beyond that. So, so Nick uh, Kuzmiak, MMTC Chair, um, I personally would like to see that as a study session, whether or not it's one gigantic one or two serial study sessions, I guess, kind of remains to be seen. Dave, I'm almost saying it from a logistics standpoint, it could be reasonable to to plan for, you know, two two hour study sessions around this, like Charlie kind of laid out, like one going over the history in the background, and the other one is kind of that your turn to build off of that. Because I know every once in a while we do have agendas that are kind of light on actual agenda items and there could be an opportunity to combine them into a single longer session to kind of get that continuity. So um, I think we did that not too long ago with some kind of study session that did um, that did turn into a significantly longer one. Yeah, Dave Cronin, it, it, it sounds like it would be potentially two study sessions so we could look at maybe providing some background on, because it's uh, quite honestly, it's been a while since I remember seeing our last submission in the action items and where we fell. Uh, well, I guess what what extra steps it would take to move up uh, in in their uh, in their scoring, I guess, to, to silver, or, or if that's important, that would be a discussion maybe the board could have to see where we're making progress, where we're not making progress, and maybe we can wrap our heads around what we're doing now and see if there's anything that could potentially move us forward. So maybe we start with that, as you recommended, uh, kind of the background, the staff provided background, and then have a conversation on uh, or open house to get feedback on things to move us forward. Does that sound okay? Kuzmiak, MMTC Chair. I'm pretty good with that. Should we make a green? Is that the study session one? Um, yeah. Yes. Green. Okay. Yes. <laughs> green the study session. Okay. Um, and if you could maybe make a note that those, well, I guess is it possible for them to be to be combined or are you saying it kind of might need some separation to make it make sense? Well, I think it was the, the it could take longer than an hour and fifteen. Yeah. Um, and if, if we're gonna have uh, your turn and have maybe some different groups come in, um, I could see that taking longer. But we could 
You know, we, we're flexible. We could extend the study session or have some of it being in a regular meeting. I guess we'll just have to plan that out as we're looking in, at our schedule. But um, it might just, I would guess just recommend we start with uh, look at the background and then and then get, see what everyone's feedback is on ways to move forward or what additional community engagement we want to do around the topic. Okay, sounds good to me. Any um, any comments, questions, objections from the commission? Okay. Well, thank you, Charlie, for bringing that up and have for the additional discussion on. It. I think those will be helpful. Shall we scroll back up to the top and kind of go down and see if there's any, um, I guess, any other questions that we have on these? I think for the for the greens, I was kind of hoping to get a little bit more detail from. I guess from anybody who's interested on what this study session may look like so we can kind of properly plan it out. And then for the red ones, I was hoping to get a little bit more background from staff if there's anything unclear. So let's start with community engagement. I'm going to go relatively quick through all these because there are a lot of items, but I think we can at least clear some things up. So for community engagement previously, Dave, I believe we've had somebody from staff come in and give us kind of the, the lowdown on what the community engagement plan is going to be or is developing. Is that similar to what we had in mind for this study session? Um, I don't know if we really spec'd out what we had in mind, but I would say we are, um, you know, with the upcoming uh, five-year capital improvement plan, we are uh, identifying the level of community engagement we expect to see on those projects in that plan. Um, so we, I think we um, last year when uh, Porter came and gave uh, maybe an uh, overview of um, the IAP2 um, International Association of Public Participation um, work that we're doing. The staff has gone through some of that training. Um, there's different techniques, um, uh, public community engagement techniques that could be applied to different projects. Um, we're you know we're trying to uh, really early in the process outline and document uh, the engagement. And so that might be, uh, you know, I don't know what the study session would look like, but it could be, um, you know, once the capital improvement plan is um, proposed, looking at the transportation projects and, and seeing if the, the level is appropriate or not, um, or just, um, or, or, or having a discussion on the upcoming projects in the CIP and maybe a little more in detail I, I don't know so i guess i'd just open it up what you know what does the board want to know or you know what would be helpful uh for the board to hear about our engagement efforts this is commissioner brian i noticed on the city's uh strategic plan the citywide progress indicators include one that says percent of city projects that follow the community engagement plan and the data is under development. Is, is that something that would impact transportation work? And is that, I'm assuming that would be different from what we heard a year ago. Is that, would that make a good topic for a study session? Yeah, that uh, Dave Cronin, um, that 
could, we could look at that. Um, I, I don't know if, how far along they are in developing the criteria for that, uh, um, the commitment team, but um, that could be that could be the focus of the study session. Have to. It would, I guess, follow. depend on if they're going to have something, <laughs> but it looks like it's under development. So I'd be curious what does a citywide community engagement plan look like and how would we know regarding transportation plans? This, this is uh, Commissioner Collette. Um, I, you know, the city, um, you know, strategic plan has that, but then also, isn't it correct, Dave, that, that um, any federally funded projects um, for transportation also have requirements for particular public participation or community engagement, um, or or those pretty or is the city going to kind of duplicate that and those those will be in sync basically? Well, I don't know if it'd be exactly in sync, but there are certain requ you know requirements on federal aid projects, and the MPO just uh, adopted a community engagement plan um, for their projects, and so. Um, we, you know, I guess citywide, I think when we're looking at different projects and programs, there's different, I guess, levels of community engagement that we're trying to, uh, um, you know, f focus on between like consult, inform, engage, empower different levels. And um, part of our, you know, uh, goal is to, at, at the start of the, of project development outline what the engagement plan is for that project. So how that ties into the citywide community engagement um, um, performance indicator, I, I, you know, I, I can't answer that right now. I'd like to, um, I guess, discuss maybe with that uh, commitment team um, that it, so that the study session could be having the um, the champion of that commitment team come and provide an update on that performance indicator, and we could also uh, maybe uh, you know discuss maybe the different you know kind of discuss again the different levels of community engagement that we're looking at through the IEP two. Uh, training that we've done. Yeah, this is Commissioner Clett. I, I wonder, I know that we keep adding things on to, to the staff reports, but would it be possible on projects that that community engagement uh, applies to, would it be possible to have a have a section that, that outlines, I mean, it may, it may be in some abbreviated form, the public engagement that's planned for that project as we're looking at it? Yes, I think we um, we can try to do that on the memo, but we're also trying to document it beforehand. So it might be a separate document that goes okay. with a project and says, hey, this is the community engagement plan for this project. And then uh, absolutely, we should be able to re reiterate it uh, in, in the memo or at least uh, summarize it. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes we've, we've generally tried to do that. We've probably fallen short a few times, but 
thinking about, uh, I guess the last project we brought the Walker Russo project, we kind of tried to, we outlined the engagement that we were going to do and, and, and tried to, uh, uh, remind everyone of that in the memo. But I think, yes, that's a long answer to say, yes, we can do that, <laughs> but I just like this, um, see, see how it fits into, I guess our agenda item memo, but we can find a way to either put a section in there or um, the project specific engagement plan, maybe attach that um, right. at, at the, at, you know, at, at the start of the project or when we bring it to you the first time. Right. Great. Um, any other discussion on the community engagement uh, study session? I think at this point, the plan sounds like we're going to sit on this for a little bit until either the CIP season really gets going in full swing or um, the, the commitment team for the strategic plan item has had a chance to kind of develop something. Is that, am I hearing that correctly? Yeah, Dave Cronin, um, you are. So I think we'll, we'll leave it listed there now is community engagement and I'll have a discussion with that uh, commitment team um, on any updates and 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 maybe provide an overview of uh, our community engagement worksheet that may be able to accompany the the project. That sounds good. Thank you for following up on that. Um, for the Old West Lawrence NTMP pilot project, I'm assuming we should expect this in the next month or so probably. Yes, we um, we are working on collecting data for that. And so that's um, in the works and we'll be, uh, we're, I think we're gonna be looking at June for that item, but yep, that is, that is a project that we are, uh, we've gotten a lot of community input on and we expect to get some more. So that, I think that fits the ob objective. Okay. Who's Mac MMTC chair? The 11th Street, Indiana to Ohio. Who's the 11th? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm familiar with that. With that project, is that going to be conceptual design, field check? What's going on there? Um, yeah, it's a project that is in our capital improvement plan to, for reconstruction. And so we uh, will be working on design plans this year uh, and construction next year. So. Okay. I don't think I've heard of that one, so I'll have to do some digging and just uh, uh, spare you having to explain it over this this meeting. Sixth Street Shared Use Path Project, I believe that's the one that Jacob referenced had been submitted for for a TA grant uh, a few times. Is, is, is that one currently in development as well? Yes, it is. Okay, I'm okay. um, oh, sorry. I'm going to say something else. Nick I'm a TC chair. Let's go on to the next box. So unmistakable identity outcome team. So this is another one of those strategic plan things. Do you know if this if, if this team has made a presentation yet to the city commission? The uh, then I, I do not. Dave Cronin, I, I don't I don't know if they have. I, I believe so, but um, I don't know any of the details on it. Um, 
I guess when you talk to the commitment team for the strategic setting, not strategic plan, the community engagement team, um, if it's possible to, I guess, ask what their status is, then we can maybe figure out if this is kind of a first half of the year or a second half of the year thing. Or if there's something I can help with there, I don't know. Okay, uh, Lawrence Loop downtown section. This one's kind of interesting. Um, I'm not sure what to do about this as a study session, but it's on the list, so. Yeah, this is Dave Conan. I, I guess what what uh, I envision is having, um, you know, getting some feedback on the loop alignment that we've seen from the, that we saw last year from the Riverfront and Center group. It's deviates a little from the plan that was done a number of, a couple of years ago with the different alignments, but I think it would be worth having um, seeking uh, public feedback and getting some um, more su general support on doing that loop alignment um, that's uh, along the river there. Um, and so um, that might be a little, probably an opportunity to have a study session and also a call for any uh, feedback, I guess, on that alignment. I, I think it's got a lot of momentum. Um, it's a project that will appear for consideration in the CIP uh, for planning efforts and then for construction in, in the future after planning and design is done. So, but um, I think it would be worthy to have uh, maybe a follow-up um, to uh, kind of put out that different alignment to the public, maybe a broader than just what's been done so far. So um, we plug that one in there as a placeholder that we could do that uh, maybe this summer. Excuse <clears throat> me, um, I'm MTC chair. I, had a, I guess a quick question on just the overall, I don't know what the word is, maybe relevance of it. So. You said it's going to be in the CIP anyway, and I believe it already has been presented to a larger audience, but being both at the city commission and um, in the LJ world. So I, I think at this point, people have had the chance to hear about it beyond, say, small conversations. So I guess I'm just wondering, what would there be to discuss any, any more other than just kind of the progress of the potential project? It's not like I don't think it's important. I'm just wondering if we can eliminate any of these study sessions. Sure, this is Dave Cronin. It might be uh, maybe getting a recommendation to amend our um, alignment in our in our in our plan um, to indicate that that's the alignment that we intend to pursue. So that may be the uh, the I guess maybe a maybe it doesn't need to be a study session. It can be a regular agenda. It can have an action item behind it. Um, but, you know, I do agree that um, there's been a lot of discussion on it and I think we're, it, you know, it's, it's gaining momentum, so. Okay. Yeah, I think now that we've kind of talked it out, uh, like a relatively short fire agenda item seems to make more sense to just kind of get a formal approval from MMTC if that's something that is required. 
I guess that's another question. Is it actually required to have our approval before going forward? I mean, it'd be nice, but I'm not sure we can necessarily hold you to it if if it were to, you know, move forward on the actual CIP without MMTC signing off on it. So um yeah, Dave Cronin, it doesn't need MMTC to sign off necessarily. The city commission could uh, choose to fund it um, or, and, you know, include it in the CIP. Um, if it is, if, you know, we're still going through that process and projects have been submitted, so we'll have to see where it scores and how every, you know, with all the other submissions. But um, so there are some things that need to be worked through to see if it will be uh, in the recommended plan. Um, I guess we can at least give a recommendation, which is what we do on a lot of things. So, and then the city commission can do with it what, you know, as they please. So, yeah, I think making an agenda item could make sense. Um, if we maybe want to schedule that for summer. Do any other commissioners have any thoughts on this one? Um, sorry, just make none. That's here. Okay, let's move on to Lawrence Loop, Michigan to Sandra Shaw. I'm assuming that is, it's not under construction yet, is it? Is that field check plans? Yeah, we're doing, we're, we've just started uh, survey work on that project. Okay. So we so, have not pres presented plans, but we'll bring, bring the plans to the MMTC field check. Okay. Is that um, going to be in the next few months or significantly later? Uh, I, I don't have a, a date at this point. No worries. Okay. Um, sustainability Advisory Committee or Staff Climate Action Plan Update. Do you know if there has been a new hire yet for Jasmine's former um, position? Yeah, Dave Cronin, I, there has not been... Um, Kathy Richardson's in the interim role for that right now. Um, and so I don't don't have any update on where the climate action plan is or where it's, I guess, gone since uh, Jasmine has left. But um, I know we talked about it at at the retreat, so we left it on there as a potential study session item. Okay. So I personally agree it should be left on here, but I don't know if we never really need to move on it until a, a um, until a new hire is in that um, position. Does anybody else have additional thoughts on that? If, if we want to go ahead anyway, or just wait until the new person is settled in? Commissioner Collette, I, I think we should wait until the new person is, is in. Um, and you know, you know, perhaps representation from the committee itself and and staff. Which is how that's listed there. So I think that that works and just hold it until there's a new person in. Yeah. And I kind of forgot that over there on the left side because my other window was blocking that cell. Um, that we also had hoped to hold a joint study session with the sustainability advisory committee or board i forget what they're called exactly but um we could probably combine those two in a single study session almost just have like a get to know you and a restarting of relations right does that sound reasonable to everybody i'll take that as a yes let's uh 
leave it on there for now and pick it up later. Okay, um, going on to Director of Equity and Inclusion and or staff as a topic. I guess that would just be a um, study session. So I think we've had uh, Ferris at some point in the past, right? Sometime over 2021, he came in and talked to us. Yes, yep. Okay. I think, I think it was last year. Yeah, it seems pretty recent, so. Um, I guess I would pose to the commission then, do we want to hold off on this to kind of, you know, defer to other more kind of urgent, we haven't had them yet kind of study sessions, or was there something else that we wanted to get out of this um, goal that we could get to it earlier? This is Commissioner Collette. I mean, there are a whole list of tasks there associated with that. Um, you know, the study session, I guess, you know, in terms of the equity committee and, and, uh, you know, work plan for equity and training and that all of those kinds of things. So, um, you know, whether that maybe that committee could be reestablished and then, you know, get some, some priorities as far as moving forward with it. Yeah, I forgot about all those additional items. Um, so that's, in that case, this could be kind of a like a deeper dive into what we discussed at the retreat, but it could be the entire focus for a study session and we could do it with the participation of Dr. Muhammad as well. So um, I wonder if it would be worth it to check his availability and see what study session he'd be able to join. And then during that session, maybe try to, let's see, um, try to see what direct items we could kind of work on, but Maybe ask him about training available to advisory board members, see who he thinks guests and community stakeholders should be. Um, how we could maybe evaluate equity impacts in our decision. And then we could possibly attach an agenda item to it that same uh, night to kind of reestablish the equity committee and kind of reelect members, especially because there's probably been some turnover since we last did this. Yeah, this is Dave Cronin. I would say I did attach at, on the third page here all of the committees that have been established um, and under the equity, uh, we, Commissioner Critchlow and Evans were on there with Commissioner Bryan and I was, uh, you know, they're not on the board anymore. So I think a start would be if the uh, board would like that committee to continue to see if there's anyone interested in serving on that. Um, I know we've on we started last year putting an equity impact statement on on our memos um didn't hear anything specific that we weren't you know i i guess missing anything on those or had any conversations on how important those have been but um that might be a good thing if no one's you know commented on what we've put on put on some of those memos but maybe it's continuing to look at that as well. So that might be um, the first step if you're interested in moving forward. Um, this objective would be appointing some new members. Excuse me, I'm TC Chair. I think that that would be a really good first step because then that same committee could help kind of plan what this study session looks like and maybe even do some kind of pre-session communications with Ferris to see you know, how we can make it the best that we can. To that end, however, we're still down two members and we have a lot of committees right now that are sort of in progress, um, 
dormant, et cetera. I wonder if we should maybe hold off on this one until we are back up to full strength and then have a larger pool from which to choose to reestablish the committee. This is Commissioner Bryan. I think that would be a, um, a good strategy for now. It's kind of concerning that we don't have a full team, but um, it might be helpful to get people on there that have an interest in trying to address equity and transportation decision-making. Excuse me, I come MTC chair. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of an additional selling point when trying to recruit people for this, you know, saying, you know, one of our main goals is going to be around equity. So if that's something that's of interest to you, this may be the group for you to serve on. So this is Commissioner Bryan. I did want to point out um, I noticed that there wasn't an equity statement in the staff memo that we looked at earlier tonight. Uh, the Safe Routes to School project, um, putting a sidewalk on Osdale, seemed like it would have been a pretty easy one to describe the equity impact because that goes into the area of town that has the highest uh, rating for transportation disadvantage. So I don't know <clears throat> if that was just a uh, oversight to not have it in there, but that would have been a nice one to throw into the memo. Maybe if it, before it goes to the city commission, if that could be added, that could be useful. Excuse me, I come MTC chair. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, you know, I didn't actually look on the next work plan or season equity statement on there. I, I haven't been paying great attention to see if passage items have had these or not. So. I'll just have to keep a better look at. Okay, so let's, um, as we kind of discussed, let's hold off on on an equity and inclusion um, study session for right now, just because we're kind of short stat or shorthand. MPO plans data dashboards. Um, what was this about? Does anybody remember? Like the bikeway plan maybe and the pedestrian plan and individual metrics because then there's also t2040 performance measures not too far under here so i'm not sure the best way to address this one we did have a study session on the gis information i uh, know we've had some conversations of on a, a performance measure uh, review committee and looking at um, probably as we get into T2050, the performance measures, the existing ones and um, establishing, you know, new ones so that might be something that we look, look at uh, with that subcommittee. Um, of course, there's two members that have been appointed to the T2050 steering committee steering committee um but um yeah that's a couple thoughts i guess does anyone have any specific plans they want to dig into or any i guess any thoughts on performance measures this is commissioner collette i think one of the things that um you know slowed us down at the end of the year when we were we were starting to work on that was the was the city's strategic plan and making sure that 
you know, the things that were incorporated into our performance measures were lined up with the city's strategic plan. So that's that's one aspect of it. And then, you know, like you say, the, you know, T2050 and as those are developed and the and the new pedestrian plan, you know, that has has those in the, in there as well. So, um, you know, I'd like like for us to, you know, go, you know, reestablish the membership in the committee and then, um, you know, be able to look at those performance indicators from all of those sources and then identify any that are missing. And we talked about that a little bit at the retreat, uh, you know, so kind of capturing those notes and and uh, identifying any any gaps in 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 measurement. Kuzmiak MMTC chair. So since we've done that relatively recently, we probably don't need to do another, I guess, dedicated study session to review T2040 performance measures. However, one block down on transportation 2050, that would probably go hand in hand because new measures are updated. Metrics are gonna be a part of T2050 or transportation 2050. And plans data dashboards from the top box are gonna factor into all of that as well. So I kind of wonder in this in in the spirit of streamlining here, would it be reasonable to combine those three study sessions into a single one and um, just have you know a robust discussion around metrics and how it feeds into 2050 directly? It may take a couple of months before that group has met enough to kind of get you know wrap their heads around what the plan is. But any objections or comments on that on that proposal? This is Commissioner Brian. I think that makes sense. Okay. I mean, I mean, I think we did this 2021 or 2022 work plan at the end of the retreat, so we may not have been at our sharpest, but all of a sudden, kind of relooking at it, these do look really similar. I think we can probably combine them, um, to make you know, for some more efficient study sessions. Commissioner Collette, I agree. I mean, it could really go under any of these these rows. It's because you know, it, it kind of has to do with all of them. It does, yeah. But that's metrics for you. It covers every single thing. Okay, well, if we're good with that one, let's move on to NMPPP. Was that next? Um, sorry, Dave, I know I was kind of skipping around there, but I think officially the next one we run was the NMPPP. I feel like we just did this one. <laughs> um, I guess we could kind of be brought back to us for final review, right? Correct. Okay, and so that'll be next month, probably. Correct. Okay, cool. This, this Commissioner Brian, the second green bullet in the equity row is that one being deleted? Yeah, it's going to be rolled up into okay. the other ones. I think. Okay. I don't necessarily have a problem leaving it there. I mean, in my notes, it's it's combined. Okay. <laughs> For what that's worth. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say the only the only thing to look at with equity and that is we have been kind of using the transportation disadvantaged model specifically as we look at revising the MMPP. Um, so I don't necessarily think we have to have a separate study session on it, but um, but anyway, just to, just to note, but I'll, I'll remove it um, from, from the study session item. Um. Moving on to procedures and expectations. This is that kind of catch-all category. I think it's been brought up a couple of times. Like, how do we 
how do we conduct our meetings, right? How do we, um, I guess, how early in the planning process do we want to be involved? How public facing do we want to be? Um, just sort of a, more of an inward look about how MMTC functions. So this is something that could really happen anytime. I think we could kind of slot it in anytime we are struggling to come up with another good study session that could be just kind of on tap. Any other thoughts about that? This is Commissioner Brian. Yeah, I mean, this feels like it's kind of an odd study session. It fits well with an annual retreat or an orientation for new members or something. Um, I guess the question is, do we do we have a clear understanding of what we expect from one another? And if we've figured that out, then we should make sure that new members get trained in that. But if we haven't figured it out, then is that something we do in a in a retreat or some other place? A study session doesn't, it just seems like an odd topic for it to me, just my opinion. Thank you, Mayor MMTC Chair. I, I swear something like this was on the agenda for the retreat, but I'm not seeing really much of my notes about that. To be fair, I was doing it, you know, from out of the country, so I'm not sure how good of attention I was actually paying to stuff, but um, do you, does anybody remember if we discussed that at the time? If not, we can always just, you know, table this until the next retreat. If that would be a better venue for this discussion. This is Commissioner Brian, that's good for me. Okay. Let's do a retreat then. So remove remove that from um yeah, may as well. I can always dig back through my notes later for planning the retreat. Okay. Um NTMP work plan that I assume this is just gonna be a general update based on the old West uh, Lawrence thing and other data that's been collected. Correct. Okay. And, and our plan for this year for the funds. Okay. That'll be on the soon side or, or significantly later? Uh, they've grown it. I'm sorry, I didn't get the, I didn't catch the question. That's all right. I was just asking when you think it's going to come up, but then I realized it probably doesn't really matter. It'll, it'll be here when it gets here. So. Yeah. Yeah. June, June is when I expect it. Okay. Who's Mac MMTC chair? Land development code update. There really hasn't been much of an update. I think, are they still contracting with the firm? I think we have many months to go before this becomes a relevant discussion, unless we want to get in early with the consultant. So, Dave, have you heard what's going on with this? I don't know if this is even under MSO or not. Um, the, the the proposed scope and fee is on the city commission agenda tomorrow night, I believe okay. for the, for hiring the consultant. Cool. And so I think, yeah, it would certainly hasn't, hasn't started yet. So it would be probably later in the year, but I would still keep it on there for now. Okay. Um, do other commissioners have any preference, whether we try to get involved with the consultant and MSO, or I guess it'd be planning and development if we want to get involved on the early side or after a couple of public information sessions have been held. 
This is Commissioner Collette. I I saw the the note on the on the hiring of the um, of the firm, and it you know listed the the steering committee. And and maybe Dave, you have some more um, information on this. But there were slots specified in the in the steering committee for for the uh, land development code, and that it was pretty specific and didn't include like in a representation necessarily from MMTC. So um, I don't know if that was a preliminary list or if the intent is to keep it small and then use other methods to get input from from various stakeholders. Yeah, Dave Cronin, I think I don't think the proposed list is preliminary. So I think that would be the intention unless the city commission were to want to alter who serves on the committee. Kuzmiak, MMTC Chair. Pat, I'm glad you brought this up. I kind of forgot that there was going to be a steering committee. Um, it's sort of unfortunate that there isn't anybody representing transportation that I can tell. Am I missing that? Yeah. Given the strong links between planning and land use seems kind of like a major oversight. So um, I wonder if that's the kind of thing that would be worth, I don't know, it's kind of late at this point, but making some kind of recommendation to, to a city commission and saying, look, this is really important that you involve transportation at least a little bit, because a lot of your transportation objectives can't be completed without good planning. Um, you know, it's going to be really hard, for example, to get the density you need to make Plus is kind of more efficient if you don't have good uh, land development code. So I don't know if anybody else agrees or if we have any ideas of how to insert ourselves in the process a little bit more. I don't think it's even on staff advisory group as well. There doesn't appear to be any. Well, you have MSO, so that's something. Hmm. Thoughts, questions? Hey. I'll con this is Commissioner Bryan. I guess I'm feeling a little unprepared for that uh, for an to answer you. Who's on the commission or the this committee? And why do we think they're not going to bring a transportation? Like, why are they not equipped to do that thinking? Excuse me, I'm MTC chair. It's really just a first read on my part as well. And just my first impression. I could be way wrong, but um, looks like it's going to be one commit. One city commissioner, a Lawrence Douglas County planning commissioner, somebody from the professional design community, uh, somebody from the construction professions, a commercial real estate person, a residential real estate person, somebody from Lawrence Association of Neighborhoods, LAN, the chamber, and at large. Hmm. So the committee hasn't been appointed yet? No, I don't believe Correct. so. But it looks like staff welcomes feedback regarding the composition of the steering committee <laughs> with one possible composition being. So there you have it. I don't think they've necessarily decided yet, but this is also data April 5th. So it's possible that's changed since then. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess this is off topic. So let's get back to our topic. But um, knowing what we now know, I guess I'll repose the question. Do we want to try to get involved with this on the early side or once it's really gotten some momentum going? 
I personally would vote for early if possible. Yeah. This is Commissioner Clatt. You know, I, I think ha having some representation of transportation on that steering committee is really important. You know, whether it's somebody from this committee or, um, you know, but it make it makes total sense to have transportation recommendation or representation on that steering committee. Like I say, I'm, I'm assuming without seeing their proposal and that kind of thing that, you know, there are multiple, you know, public input opportunities. Um, but um, because it is a, you know, it is a big undertaking and and uh, I'm sure that it's required that there be lots of lots of public input. And, but, um, you know, it just seems like, you know, with with the representation they have that having some, you know, someone from transportation would be advisable. Excuse me, I'm MTC chair. It's my understanding. It, it sort of seems that tomorrow they're really just going to approve, I guess, selecting the firm. Is that correct, Dave? Or are they going to talk a lot more details, you think? I know this is not quite your wheelhouse, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really prepared to talk about uh, that. I just, I mean, I, I know the scope fee was on the agenda and I, like, I don't, uh, yeah, I, I don't have any other information. I would, I would, I guess we're kind of off topic of what's on the work plan, but I would, um, I guess my first thought would be if the majority of this board feels it's important for a member of the MMTC to be on that steering committee, then um, you should mention that um, at the city commission meeting at, at this point, since it's on the agenda tomorrow night. Hey, Kuzmiak, MMTC chair, does that, is that basically gonna require a, a vote? Um, to authorize one of us to, I guess, submit a public comment or something. Dave Cronin, uh, it doesn't require a vote to submit public comment. Um, Speaking on behalf of the MMTC. But on, if if the majority of the MMTC members, I, I guess, wanted to take action to have a, the chair or someone specific um, put uh, a comment or message together that could, I guess that could be an action item that we take here after this, we talk about this agenda item. Okay, let's do that as a commission item, I think. So it's kind of, we can kind of put it in the parking lot as it were. That's okay with everybody. Yeah, let's redress up later and I guess get back to the topic at hand. Sorry. Good discussion, just not necessarily the, the agenda item. So, all right, so we already talked about update of transportation 2050 performance measures. All right, recommend Lawrence pedestrian plan. That's coming up in probably a month or so, right, Dave? Um, the, 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 the transportation 2050? No, sorry. The uh, the Lawrence pedestrian plan. I believe that's still in. Oh, the, oh. Yeah. 
Um, yes, that the draft is final draft is completed, and I believe we intend that to be on the May agenda. Sounds good. That should be on this work plan. Yes. Okay. Um, I think that covers all the lines. So now that we've gone through, any other questions or comments on what we've done so far? Do we think anything's missing? Otherwise, I would say we're probably good on this particular agenda item. So I would um, entertain a motion to approve the 2022 work plan if we're ready for that. Well, I will, um, I guess Dave Cronin's engineer, I would recommend us polishing this up a little and bringing it back to approve next month. That was our intention at least. So I think okay. we'll do that. We just wanted to get feedback on it at this meeting and bring it back in May. So we'll plan on doing that along the lines of the revisions we just made. Okay. And if there's anything in May, we could still make an adjustment. Okay. And I think I forgot to add for public comment. So since we are soliciting feedback, does any member of the public wish to speak on this item before we close out here? All right, I'll take that as a no. Thanks everybody. We're gonna move on to agenda item number three, discussion of hybrid meeting format and in-person attendance of board members. So Dave, I suspect this may take an introduction from you to kind of set up the discussion here. Yeah, um, so we're you know, coming out of the, the post-COVID world and hopefully things you know, stay, stay down and don't uh, rise to higher levels. But assuming that we're back to the quote unquote normal, um, I wanted to have a discussion on what the board thinks um, or what the board expects itself uh, of itself to attend meetings in person um, regularly here back in in city hall versus uh, virtual that we've been doing the past two years. So uh, we still, you know, we all of the city boards and committees will be having hybrid meetings uh, moving forward. That's the intention. So members of the public staff uh, can uh, attend virtually. Um, if you know if if board members are uh, are can't attend in person, they will still have the option to attend uh, virtually uh, instead. If there's some circumstances that um, would warrant it, but I guess by and large, we're um, it's kind of up to um, the different boards and committees to to kind of decide what they believe is the you know their expectation for 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 the board so um hopefully that makes sense um you know i think uh yeah i guess we just want to get the feedback from everyone and what you know and if you feel uh it would be important to have the standard be that everyone attends in person and then or, or not um and i think in particular, we want to be able to communicate to the public on, you know, as we go forward on if, you know, if they, you know, if if the board is not in person, then they would, you know, the public would want to know that expectation so they don't come and just speak speak to speak to me in person and see you on a screen. Uh, so uh, hopefully that makes sense and. 
Um, you know, there's really no standard procedures for any board yet. It's up to the boards. The city commission's meeting back in person. They started April the 5th doing that uh, in person and holding hybrid meeting for virtual attendees of the public. So I would just open it up to the board to discuss. Nick Kuzmek, MMTC Chair. I'm thinking the best way to do this might just be to go around the horn and just see what people's thoughts are and try to make a conclusion based off that. So I'm just going to go in pretty bunch order here. I'll think you're up first. Any thoughts? Uh, I think it's a good idea to meet in person and be able to feed off each other a little bit better that way and still have the hybrid option for in case somebody gets sick or is out of town. So but I'd prefer to meet in person personally. Okay. Pat, what are your thoughts? I agree with Althea. I think meeting in person is a is generally a better experience, but having that hybrid option is is valuable, you know, for people's schedules if they, you know, if they are out of town or whatever. So um, you know, a, a hybrid format with the emphasis on in person, I think would be would be my preference. Aaron, what are you thinking? I couldn't agree more. I think in person maybe uh, might help our cohesiveness as a um, commission. It seems like we've had a lot of commissioners come and go quickly. And I think that's part of what's contributing to that. So I'd love to see in person with maybe um, the hybrid option, I think is great also. Okay. Amen. Yeah, I agree. Uh, everyone's, um, I don't have anything to add, uh, but I agree with everything that everyone said thus far. So yeah, definitely thumbs up. And Charlie? Yeah, I agree. It's time to meet in person. I would like to just clarify, are we offering the hybrid as an option for ourselves or is it for the public or is it both? Yeah, Dave Cronin, it, it will still be an option for the board members. Okay. So, you know, if, if you were ill or didn't want to spread your germs and still felt well enough to attend the meeting, you could attend virtually, or if you were out of, out of town um, and not, you know, able to attend, it would be, you'd be able to attend virtually. So it's okay. more of just the general expectation of, you know, what the standard would be the normal. So, um, I guess I'm hearing a lot of support for in person, which is which is great, and um, and we could go forward with that. And the this commissioner Brian again, we had some discussion about this. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it was a while ago now, and I had asked about the meeting layout, like the orientation. Um, like right now, when we look at you, we see the the chairs for that we would be sitting at are behind you would you be turning in a different direction or would you be facing the camera that you're facing now like how does that work yeah staff would still be in front of the dais either at this table or the side table um and we would use the the cameras in the commission room um to zoom in on um, whether it's the public speaking at the podium or staff or uh, MMTC members um, at the dais. 
So just so we, to be clear, we would be looking at the back of your head, like we'd be talking to you and you'd be looking. Well, I think we us. would, um, I would prefer that we would, uh, we'd be on the side. Okay. Um, but we do, the way the, the room is set up where the screens are at, um, we, we may have to have someone up front, but we, those things we will work on. I know okay. for, for a city commission, they, uh, city clerk is at this table and staff is to the side. So that's the way I kind of see it. I, that's the way I envision it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want you guys to look at the back of my head or me have to turn around to, <laughs> to have a, have a, uh, to, to talk. So yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. Okay. Excuse me, MMTC chair. And just to be clear, the public can do it both comments in person and online and over the phone. Yes, yeah, is Dave Cronin. That is correct. Okay. That sounds good. I kind of figured that was probably going to be constant across city boards, just like it already is, but just want to make sure. Okay. Well, um, do you, I don't think there's really an action for providing an official recommendation. So I guess you have our feedback. Yes, yeah, Dave Cronin. I didn't put an action item there, so I'll just, based on the comments I heard tonight, we'll um, ex, ex, uh, modify the agenda, indicate that the commission will be here in person for the May meeting. And if you are unable to attend, then um, let me know in person. So I guess that would be the, the, the standard would be you're here. And if not, just, you know, let us know ahead of time. Sounds good. Thank you. Nick Kuzmiak, MMTC Chair. Let's go on to agenda item E, staff items. I do not have any staff items to report. Okay. Commission items. Does anybody from the commission have anything they'd like to bring up that's was not covered on the agenda? It's Commissioner Brian. Do we want to speak about the uh, steering committee that was suggested by the consultant for the code update. Sure. That's a good a place to start as any. Um, so yeah, get, getting back to what we were talking about during that agenda item tangent, we kind of realized as we were reading through the agenda item report for tomorrow's meeting that there wasn't any explicit inclusion of transportation in the steering committee for the land development code rewrite. And we found that, I don't know if troubling is the right word, but you know, Maybe a little bit different from what we from what we had expected, given the focus we've tried to put on the integration of land development and transportation. And I feel like somebody had maybe told us that it was very likely that there was going to be transportation involvement in the steering committee. I don't know who may have said that, but I think that's why I was also surprised to not see it there. That being said, it's not finalized. Commissioner Collette, I think what I kind of remember was encouraging us to make make our wishes known that that transportation be included. I don't know because I think at that time, I don't know who, I don't remember either who said that, but uh, but that it was would be important to, you know, to make sure that that desire was expressed. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. So, so yeah. Commissioner Brian, I just wanted to point out, I don't know if everyone has access to this, but it's the City Commission agenda for tomorrow's meeting. In the uh, second page of the staff memo, it does include a 
um, I'll just read this. It says, alternatively, the city commission may also wish to appoint members from other advisory boards or community groups that have strong linkages with the goals for the code update. Possibilities include the Affordable Housing Advisory Board, the Multimodal Transportation Commission, the Sustainability Advisory Board, or any other commissions slash advisory boards that the city commission sees fit. In addition, the city advisory boards and commissions, the live well, in addition to the city advisory boards and commissions, the live well Douglas County Healthy Built Environment Workgroup has expressed interest in being represented on the steering committee. That's the end of the paragraph. So I don't think you're out of, you know, left field throwing out a suggestion. It's already in a memo. Yeah. Um, it may just need to be lifted up and um, reinforced that the idea has merit. And in particular, I think transportation and land use planning are two of the pretty fundamental areas of planning when you go to planning school because they are, um, they intersect so much, you know, in terms of land development, kind of follows transportation plans. And I, I would think it'd make a lot of sense for you to go there um, if you want to be officially sanctioned to do that on our behalf. I'd certainly put forth a motion to do that if the group is interested in that. Do you have the time to go? I'm uh, assuming. Excuse me, I come MTC chair. I guess that there's a couple things there. So I don't know what the time commitment is with this. So maybe I have no idea. Um, the second thing is I appreciate you assuming that I would go and I, I would love to, <laughs> but I'm not the only one on this board with experience or the passion. So, I mean, Charlie, I believe you have a planning degree or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't have the time for this, but at architecture and planning firm and, you know, I think others have, I mean, this is, Mrs. Commissioner Collette though. I think, you know, th at this point, it's just authorizing you to go to indicate you'd like to have a representative from MMTC without identifying yourself or others as, as the representative. And that could be, that could be sorted out, you know, to, in terms of who, who has the time and expertise to, to be involved with that. So I think, I think the motion, as I understood it, would be just if you have the time tomorrow um, to go to city commission meeting to speak on behalf of MMTC, that we could, you know, that we could present a motion and and vote on you doing, you know, you being authorized to do that. Is that nope. what you were thinking, Charlie? I mean, I'm open to just. I, I assume, as the chair, um, Nick, that you would be the appropriate representative. Um, and I, you know, I look at those three suggestions in the memo and they all make sense, but I'm not sure they're all paying attention to this in the same way and how they feel, you know, I mean, I can see connections to a lot of things, but if they're not, if they don't have the passion or interest in that, then so be it. But I think we do. And if you're able to represent that um, position to the city commission, that would make sense. This is on a consent item. So I'm, I'm not sure it's gonna get, I guess I'm not sure how they're gonna get the feedback they're asking for. As I a think I would item. probably just submit a public comment in writing and then just follow up with a spoken comment during the agenda item after requesting to have it taken out of the consent agenda. 
Yeah, I think there's a, I guess the, it says staff is seeking guidance, you know, regarding the composition of the steering committee. Yeah. But but then the item is in the consent agenda, which <laughs> kind of doesn't seem. Yeah. Yeah, to give Believe guidance that. there at the pullet. <clears throat> so I, I guess I'm asking first, Nick, do you have the time to do that? And would you be comfortable doing that? So Nick Kuzmiak, MMTC chair, I think I'm going to defer to Pat's version of this motion at this point, simply because I think it's too early to tell, honestly. Um, I don't necessarily know what it's going to be. I, it looks like they have their first meeting at the end of July 2022. That's some time. So um, things may change in oh. between then, but I think we we don't need to. Um, I'm, this is Commissioner Brian. I don't mean to cut you off really, but I'm not asking if you have the time to be on a committee. I'm asking if you have oh, the time fine. to represent our commission yes. at tomorrow's city commission meeting. That I can do. Like if it involves submitting a written um, statement and providing a, if there's an opportunity to also provide a public comment. So here's what I would really like. And I don't know if this is possible given our bylaws and or coma. I would love to be able to write a public comment that you all can approve of and or make, make uh, I guess, requests for uh, revisions or edits before I submit it before noon tomorrow for the city commission agenda. Do you think any of you would have time to do that sometime between say 10 o'clock tonight and noon tomorrow? It's a, it's a tight squeeze. And I don't know if we're even allowed to just have some people look at it and not everybody is at a zero meeting. I don't know. Yes, yeah, is Dave Cronin, city engineer. Um, we would not be able to have everyone on the board approve of all of the contents in the letter through email. However, the board could take action to authorize the to authorize the um, chair or someone else to, you know, out you know, kind of outline the discussion we talked about tonight to uh, recommend. In, uh, considering having uh, MMTC member be appointed to the steering committee, it could be as simple as that. If you want to, if if the board has any other specific things to include in there, I think if you just provided general guidance, then I think that would be sufficient enough that Nick, you could then write it on as the board chair to the commission and then speak at the meeting if you wish. But um, if you could have it by noon tomorrow, it could be attached to the agenda. And then you could certainly pull it from the consent agenda if it didn't get pulled by someone else. Excuse me, I'm MTC chair. That sounds good. So um, I think before I make a motion, I just want to make sure anybody else has any comments about this, but I, I think I know where this is going. Yeah, this is Commissioner Clint. I think you know something very simple like david just said about the interests of mmtc being included on the steering committee and another statement saying because of the close relationship of transportation to land use code and and you know make it as, as simple as that without you know going into a, a, a long long memo and yes, that, that could, and, you know, I know that that, you know, we can all agree on that, I think, and, and uh, you know, we wouldn't have to necessarily review it. I think this Commissioner Brian, you know, might also mention that <clears throat> it's in our annual work plan 
and we've had uh, prior engagements with the Planning Commission. So we've had a, <clears throat> like our commission in particular has been interested in this issue for a while. So basically we have a, and like a prearranged, a prearranged goal to try to engage as much as we can with the land development code uh, rewrite process. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Any other thoughts and main points I should include? Okay, I'll probably keep it to paragraph and just say, you know, on behalf of the <clears throat> Transportation Commission, here's what we think. So do we need a, do we need a vote for this? I think we do. So I'll, I'll make a motion that That's good start. Great. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Commissioner Brian, I move that we authorize uh, Nick Kuzmiak as chair of the MMTC to submit a letter on our behalf and to speak on our behalf at the city commission meeting tomorrow regarding the land development code update steering committee with the intent of expressing our interest in being involved in the steering committee. Commissioner, Commissioner Payton, MTC, I second. Okay. The Kuzmiak Chair, MMTC. Um, this is an odd item. Do we need a full roll call of this or just thumbs up? Um, sorry, Dave Cronenstein, Engineer. Can I ask one question to clarify? Um, in the motion, Commissioner Bryan stated to be involved in the steering committee, just to be clear, would that be to have an appointment to the steering committee? Yes, sir. Okay, just want to make sure that if we want to make that friendly okay. amendment, that's fine. Okay, I assumed that, but just wanted to clarify that. Um, assuming that we will take roll call unless there's any other comments. Nick Kuzmiak? Yes. Althea Schnacki? Yes. Douglas Redding is absent. Damon Beltuska? Yes. Aaron Payton? Yes. Pat Collette? Yes. Charlie Bryan? Yes. Motion carries six to zero. Sounds good. Thank you all for being uh, flexible and coming together on a kind of a short fire commission item. All right, any other commission items before we move on? All right, if not, we are at calendar. So do we need to, I guess, discuss what the next meeting is gonna be? It looks like it's pretty filled up with regular agenda. Dave, any comments? Yes, just one sec, please. No we don't have a study session yet, so we'll need to determine one of those. But I think, Damon, between you and I, and talking with Dave, I think we can kind of pick from the list that we talked about today and, and get a good study session in there. All right. Um... Okay, so looking at the calendar um, that we had originally intended for May the second, the we got the Lawrence pedestrian plan, um, the MMTC work plan. We just talked about approving that um, for the year. The neighborhood traffic management program work plan recommendation and the pilot project will be June the sixth. 
we are currently wrapping up data collection um, this week for the main streets, and I think getting a little more maybe early next week. So um, we'll uh, be prepared for that in June. Um, I would anticipate bringing the non-motorized project prioritization policy for approval on the regular meeting, May the 2nd. Um, the funding plan uh, will follow uh, probably in June. But um, that's kind of some of the, from what was listed on the uh, calendar that we attached to the agenda, that's a few of the changes that I see that uh, right now. Um, uh, you know, we did not, we have not identified a study session topic yet. So if there's, you know, uh, any thoughts right now, we could talk about that or I'll work with the chair and vice chair to plug something in as we typically do. Okay, with that, any yeah, that was my plan essentially. I think it sounds good. Unless anybody has any objections kind of here on the spot, that's just what we usually do during the agenda planning sessions that we have. That's all, all that right, we have for the calendar, thanks. Yeah. Um, Kuzmiak, MMTC Chair. Let's move on to the final agenda item, which is adjournment. Um, can I get a motion to adjourn the meeting, please? Or do we just need a show of hands? <laughs> I feel like it's different every time. Commissioner Collette, I move to adjourn the meeting. This is okay. Commissioner O'Brien, I second the motion. Okay. And show of hands works for us for the all in favor. All right. We see six hands. Thank you, everybody. We'll yep. see you May the second. Thanks, all. Have a good evening. Good night. Good Thank night. you.